Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Welcome FPL players. This is Not So Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we got Rob and Yanis. How are you, Rob? Mate, I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you very much. <laughs> Enjoyed it a lot. It was a I've been rehearsing highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so where to start in a in a Spursless week? Must we've got to start with Arsenal, right? Everton. Oh, okay, yeah. I was I was trying to avoid bringing back that memory, <laughs> but I think that that was the sign that this game week is going to go down for me. Yes. I mean, that was obvious what happened with Leno and, uh, like, how did he manage to... If he didn't touch the ball, the, go- the ball wouldn't go in. That that is ridiculous. Exactly. It's the exactly. perfect own goal. It's the the definition of an own goal. And we, yeah. we had Tyron Mings getting a, an own goal, but that's a yeah, different right. thing. He's trying to clear the ball, but Leno is, uh, yeah. So special. Something special there, isn't it? Really. Yes, and that was a that was a perfect time that this game week is. It is a very low scoring one. I mean, the average so far is twenty six. Of course, yeah. we've got a lot of lesser players. Indeed. Like, their ownership is quite high. Uh, quite a few from, Ianacho captainers and Vardy captainers and people. Uh, yeah. A lot of them. Uh, we do have Madison ones, uh, probably mm-hmm. a couple of defenders, Schmeichel. So there, there are a lot of players that it would be very funny, it would be hilarious if they blanked all, if, if Palace does like a, a shocking 1 0 yeah. victory. Uh, apparently, we are recording before the fixture on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As you can definitely. all tell. <laughs> definitely. So, shall we start? Shall we make a very small um, talk about the Carabao final so that we get that? Can done? we not? Can okay. We... I, was, <laughs> I was thinking you might not want it. No. Okay. So, yeah, the highlight, the, the talking points are. And Dombele didn't start for Spurs, which I think is not Mason's brightest decision, but I get what he's going for. He also played a very narrow front three, like Lucas and Son weren't hugging the touchlines as normal, which was to stop City playing through us. Uh, They still had a lot of chances. In the first half, it was a siege. Uh, In the second half, actually, we saw Spurs play, but... That was exactly the same against Southampton. The first half, we were battered. You know, we lost 1-0 the first half. We we got outplayed. The guys were very low on confidence and they didn't play football at all. Second half, we started having a bit of possession. We had a couple of chances, but let's face it, City deserved to win that through and oh, through. Totally, and totally. Spurs, Spurs have nicked wins off City far too many times when they should not have in the past five years that luck had to run out and uh yeah don't think Mourinho would have played that any differently and would have won that I don't think he would have won that game I, I don't disagree my concern is not a concern my, what I get out of this whole season is that it's a lack of quality in the players apart from of course We've seen teams with worse players play more 
in a more solid way and they have some elements that secure them. But I think that especially the defensive players are at a much lower level than we were thinking they are. I really have to disagree. That might be because I'm massively biased as a Spurs fan, but you look at that performance last night and yes, Dyer and Aldevera had conceded chances, but there weren't mistakes. There weren't silly, sloppy mistakes. Hoiberg lost Laporte at the back post and then went and guarded the back post and didn't quite put himself on the back post. So when the header came in, he couldn't save it. It was a 1-0 win. Lloris made some great saves, granted. But for me, the saves that Lloris made came from mistakes in the midfield, like the holding midfielders, the defensive midfielders. And most of the shots were long shots. There were a couple of times when they played through us. But, you know, think about Myers' chances, mostly outside the box. And that's not the defence's responsibility when they're pinned back in their own half. So to go back to lack of quality... Aurea played really well. Aurea had a really good game. Reguilón hasn't been playing as well as he did at the start of the season, but he's got pace, he's got ability going forwards, and as a defender, he's got a bit to learn, but he's not any different from when we had Kyle Walker, Danny Rose. He's no different from those sorts of players in terms of ability going forwards and a bit shaky in defence. We're used to that. And then the two central pairing didn't concede a goal in open play, you know, it was a set piece goal that was sloppy and should have been worked on and shouldn't, shouldn't have happened, which is upsetting. But I think defensively where they were mostly suffering throughout the entire season has been confidence and having a back four partnership that is consistent because they have not had that. That could be, that could be one read. Uh, what I mean about defense, that defensively, I'm, I'm not entirely targeting the four of them. So when I'm talking yeah. about defence, I mean the whole six, like the yeah. defensive midfielders and and the back four. And I still think that Alderweireld is not at that quality that he was with Vertogen. So there's a big difference in the way that... that so the pairing, it's not about individuals. The pairing does not, for me, does not work that well because Dyer is okay for every role you have him play but he's not great he's okay if he's a backup plan for a defensive midfielder he's okay if he's a backup plan for a for a center half he's not great in any of these roles he's one of those players that is good to be at the bench and use him but for me i don't trust him and that was one of the things that i didn't agree with Mourinho having like him as a bannerman at the beginning as his favorite and yeah He's probably better where he is now. I find. I think he's personally. I think he's better suited as a centre back. I think he's not got the pace to be a central midfielder like he used to be. I think when England, he played for England, you know, and we beat Colombia. I think he was great in in central defensive midfield. I think as a central defensive midfielder, three or four years ago, he was great. Now he is, you know, out of error Vertonghen with Dyer as a sweeper, had the best defensive partnership pairing group what was it 2015 season 2016 season yeah. like you know they, they, was, was it these any, guys uh, have yeah these guys have kept a load of clean sheets they, they know how to do what they're doing I don't think Dyer's the best central defender in the league but I think as someone who is 
not relatively new to the position, but now like a year and a half into, you know, really playing the position consistently to be constantly thrown in and out of games, to be constantly blamed for this, blamed for that, dropped, put in, dropped, put in. And the same with Aldevero. Aldevero's been one of the best centre-backs in the league for the past five seasons. And as soon as he committed one mistake or, you know, a couple of mistakes in a row, he was dropped. And I think the man management for the past season and a half has been absolutely appalling. I agree. And that's something that Mar- that's, that's what Mourinho is known for. So... All you need to do is tell these players that they can play football. I said it in the last podcast and they'll play well. And they played, for, for me, I think they played much better than they would have if they had Mourinho managing them. Possibly, possibly. We, we would never know that. But yes, I think that this will, this will kind of show during the next, the, the coming weeks. And that's, that's a link to the FBL situation. Uh, whereas City, they, they've got... They've got this quality that they can have possession. They can have all that. They can't finish their chances. That's a, a big well, issue. They played without Aguero and without Jesus, you know, without a centre forward. And we've just come to expect that from them now. But that's still pretty shocking to play without an out and out centre forward in the Premier League. They're actually two years now in a row that they are not using a, an actual number nine. Yeah, and uh, I think it's it's now showing that despite their amazing talents to players, it's it's not paying off well because I I think it might be good that they're playing against Paris Paget in in the Champions League because yeah. it's a it's a different kind of of game and they it's kind of fifty fifty in in mm-hmm. my opinion they're they're two really great clubs. If they had a team kind of like last year against Lyon, they would probably have problems without mm-hmm. having a player in the box and covering that like, kind of like they had with Dortmund. They, yeah, they might have easier games, not necessarily win them, but they might have easier games than they had with Dortmund uh, with Peugeot. Yeah, because of the style of football that both teams play. Because Peugeot also does the same thing. They they don't have a natural striker. They've got players. Mbappé can play anywhere at front. Neymar is the same. So it's it's kind of similar situation for both teams. And that's why it can be a very, very open game or yeah. a very boring game. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But uh, I think that City they, they, need to, they need to do something this summer regarding their attack. And yeah. uh, although Pep said that we're thinking of having a striker but it's not that possible we'll see how this goes i think yeah. this should be their priority because whatever they do with the rest of in the remaining of the positions they uh, they can't and i disagree with having 20 great players but not having 11 perfect fit players for them yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I like rotation i like the idea because they've got so many fixtures they're playing in so many different Cops and league, and but they need to have players that can, they can rely on. They can't have mediocre players, three of them in one position, because yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It, you know what? It's the same issue. They're not like they're not getting dropped, and they're not necessarily feeling the the pressure of being dropped. You know, week in week out. But 
it's the same issue that Spurs had in that you get centre-back partnerships that don't play regularly. You get forward partnerships that don't play regularly. You know, you, when you have Kane and Son playing week in, week out, they generally tend to score goals and they, they get, a, you know, connection with each other. They really know that you only build in competitive matches. And when you're constantly rotating, it's a struggle. So Pep needs to, yeah, no one needs to tell Pep what to do. He knows exactly what he's doing and he's just thrashed my team. So I'm not going to tell him what to do. But uh, I think to go and win the Champions League this year, they, they need something consistent for the next couple of games. And to go and, yeah, to go further, they need to look at what Liverpool did last year and Which was, have yeah, that exactly perfect like 11. Nine, but, nine, ten players out of 11 were constantly there. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they, they went they were there and, the they advanced, and they advanced in the yeah. Champions League. It wasn't that they didn't have any competitive games in the Champions League. They were they were out from Atletico Madrid. It was it wasn't that they they just focus on the championship on the on the yeah. league. So yeah, I agree. It, you have to have some consistency. And I think the the great teams have shown in, in the past, in the in the near past, because in the old days you, you wouldn't have rotation but in yeah. the near past the great teams were the ones that were uh, playing every week week, out, week in week out together yeah. and exactly. i think that's the the main reason that diaz has been such an impressive center half like vvd was yeah. a couple of years ago is the fact that they've been playing every week yeah and that makes a, a huge difference exactly and right. that's what we want for fpl we want players playing every week Exactly. <laughs> so we can rely on them. Oh man, that was beautiful. There was no jerk or jolt there. I just felt coaxed into talking about the next topic of FPL. So, um, yeah, we mentioned Arsenal Everton. The the goal was terrible. Everton played all right. Personally, yes. I don't think they played badly. Um, Arsenal were on the upper hand for the majority of the game, but didn't score. And Pickford had a great yeah. save. And Martinelli, yeah. a very smart save and a very nice finish. Yeah, uh, Sigurdsson had that post, which was so nice that that free kick. It yeah. was it was kind of a fair. It was a, a a game that could go nil nil. Yeah, but I mean, when you make such a mistake, then yeah, naturally you get exactly. what you deserve. Exactly, I really felt Arsenal were on the upper hand if they weren't going to win it they were going to be it was going to be a draw and that would have been fair and I felt like the result was a bit unfair on Arsenal personally but if they don't score goals they don't you know stand the chance of winning a game so that's where their problem was same thing about Liverpool then if you don't score goals you're in trouble oh my god that was such a bad that was such a bad result for Liverpool they smashed them Salah was wasteful Mane was very wasteful. Jota Firmino, was wasteful. Jota was wasteful. Firmino had the game of his life. Firmino was putting the... Like, he was peak Firmino. He was putting the ball on the plate for all of these players. And not one of them... They they were they were having a laugh, you know. Salah scored that early goal. And because he scored that early goal, they were just... They were in control and they were just enjoying themselves. And they completely lost that killer instinct. Remember at the beginning of the season we were saying that Liverpool were playing a bit in a naive way or in the way that because they've won it, they are they don't have that um, passion for 
yeah. and again, they were laughing when they missed chances. They had this kind yeah. of attitude. I don't think it's the case now, but there's something really wrong. I think that they have blamed their luck, which we have to admit has turned its back to them with the whole defensive issues. But at the same time, they haven't done anything to amend the situation. So they, yeah. they don't have a purpose in what they're doing. And they're no. only relying in great moments. I mean, the, their past month has been TAA being great. Nothing yeah. else. Nothing else has really improved. It's just the TAA has come back to form in form. Yeah. Now, I, I saw that, that um, chance that Salah missed, that one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Yeah. He was angry about missing it, but yeah, he, the, was, he yeah. was so sloppy, which for a player who's going for the golden boot, you wouldn't expect to be. Exactly. And he's exactly. clinical. We know that he, he his class is not in debate here. He's amazing. But he really, and he like put that. the ball on a plate for Mane. You know, instead of going for goal, he put the ball on a plate for Mane and Mane absolutely, you know, waited until Dubravka basically had it in his hands. Um it was, I don't know if, it was Mane very is, if Mane is the issue this year because his lack of form is probably been, affecting Liverpool yeah. more than anyone else. Yeah, he's been out of form for a long time. Because Salah's still played like Salah. Creative. But Mane's lost it. You know, he, yeah, he's not creating for anyone else and he's also not creating for himself. So, yeah, that's... It's How unusual, do you isn't find it? The, the four of them? Because I don't think it works... I don't Do think not. it works really well with them. I think they, it takes pressure off their defence. It does, but they don't... They don't... I think they bump into each other in a, in a way. They kind of... Be, you have more options, of course, but because, apart from Firmino, all other three are kind of very prima donna type. That I mean, Greedy. they, they yeah. would get the chances and they would finish them. They wouldn't... Uh, Mane this year is the same. Last year, he was much more thinking of mm. of the team. Yeah. I think that this doesn't help them. Yeah. And because no one is actually a striker, they kind of, it reminds me, there was a season, there was a time when Roma used to play with four attacking midfielders and no uh -huh. striker. That's when Totti started playing as a, as a false number nine. And they okay, had yeah. uh, Perota, Mancini, I think, uh, Totti and someone else, kind of, and four, four attacking midfielders. So they, it was kind of a shock. I think it was Spalletti who used that system. It was a shock for the defenders because they didn't know who to man mark because no one was in yeah. the box and everyone was going around. But Liverpool is, don't, is not doing it exactly like that. So it's yeah. not effective. It's something in between. Mm-hmm. And with the three of them last year, they knew what they were doing. Firmino was starting as a striker, but then when yeah. he was withdrawing, he would open the spaces for the rep for the two. But now with yeah. the four of them, that doesn't happen because both Jota and Firmino clash. Yeah. And then you don't even have the movement from the side. So I feel yeah. that it's it's not what those players need. Yeah. It doesn't Fair. fit their skills and their the way of, of attacking. Fair. And of course, the defence is yeah. a joke, I'm afraid to say. It's the they easiest thing nowadays to, the first to get goal. behind the, the centre of, of the defence. 
they, they deserve to concede the first goal and I thought it was a bit unfair on them, the fact that it hit Callum Wilson's arm at such close distance when it wasn't outside of his body or anything. Uh, but we've spoken about this before. It's the rule, not the... Yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, I do love the fact that Joe Willock's scoring and Arsenal players are like, Joe Willock's got more... All Arsenal fans like Joe Willock's got more assists and goals than uh, Martial and one more than Pogba. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm not playing for Arsenal. Where's the coincidence <laughs> there? Because you don't play him. He's a quality player and you don't play him. What? It's like, yeah, why are, you, why are you trying to grab hold of this one good thing that's going on in the league when he doesn't, he's doing it, not even playing for you? Anyway. Uh, this was a, a big break. Great result for Newcastle, and if yeah. you add that up with the last moment equaliser from Villa, if yeah. the, the West Brom, I think it, we're now settled yeah. that the three teams going down are quite secure. That mean we yeah. know the other teams are quite secure. Good feel. Uh, we're not we're not going in order. I just just jumped to the West Brom fixture because they both ended in a very similar way. And mm-hmm. in the benefit of Newcastle, and it was a devastating equaliser for West Brom, who fought they didn't, so well. Didn't look in danger. They didn't look in danger for after going up, going ahead. They did not look like they were going to concede. I didn't feel like that that was going to happen. And then, you know, Watkins back post. McGinn had a couple of long range chances. I noticed, yeah. but yeah, Watkins back post. Heads poor across goal, very poor, poor defending. defending. Keenan Davis, the cheapest midfield, cheapest striker in the game, stepped up with a goal. Pereira looked fantastic one more time. Yeah, uh, he's, I, I he's really going to go somewhere. Surely, days in the Premier League. Yes, yeah, I think he deserves it, and he's built momentum now. He's he's in great form. He had that free kick hit the post, yeah. which was fantastic. A nice curve. Uh, Martinez had a really nice save. Yeah. And Johnston have a, had a very good save. Yeah. Fantastic You're save. right. It was a good game for goalkeepers. Martinez picked up his save points as usual. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think so Norwich are coming up and they've got um, Buendia. No, not Buendia. Is it yes, Buendia? Buendia. I mean, so he's. Caswell and Pookie. I think. I'm not sure he's going to stay with them. There's lots of rumours that he's not going to stay with them because he came up with them last year and then went back down with them and then stayed with them again for the rest of the season. And most people have expected him to go somewhere, but he didn't. And then, yeah, Norwich managed to hold on to him. So I wouldn't be surprised if no one picks up Pereira and someone picks up Buendia, if something happens with him going to Norwich, Buendia going to one of the other clubs, or Pereira going and Buendia staying because there's a you know a large supply of attacking midfielders in that position. So yeah, we'll see. Yes, Go, uh, staying in that relegation battle, it's not anymore yeah. a battle, but Sheffield United made an amazing win yeah. against Brighton. They ruined your hopes of winning the wildcard battle, Yanis. Oh yes, because I had two Brighton players in. Yeah. In the battles, I, I didn't even <laughs> remember that. But uh, <laughs> I really like, I enjoy a win from a relegated team. It feels so good, the fact that they're still playing for themselves. They're not 
going to the beach. And Definitely. They, they have something to play for and it, it's nice. I like it. And it, it didn't hurt Brighton that much. I mean, they, they can feel that they're secure, I feel. It's not... You say that, but they're 34 points. Newcastle have now, with their two draws or, you know, with the results that have gone recently... They've been picking up points. Southampton picked up points. Burnley picked up yes, points. Yes, everyone has. Palace are on 38. Wolves are 41. They're safe, even though they're a terrible result. So there's six the points next... ahead. It's it's a tricky seven one. points. Seven points ahead. Fulham seven, on 27. Yeah. Uh, West Brom are on 25. It's yeah. Sheffield are relegated, but they've got a geez. way better goal difference. Which Brighton will... needs to pick up points. You know, they, they need do. to pick up at least one more win. They stand much more of a chance of doing that than Fulham do or West Brom. But yeah, and the problem is that if you don't do it against Sheffield United, then who are you doing it exactly. With against? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. And let me let me just quickly check the fixtures. They're playing Leeds, which with whom they drew Tough one. first yeah. first round. Wolves, West Ham, City, and Arsenal. So, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look that good. They would feel so much better much if they had won this Sheffield United game. They, they should have. They should have absolutely dominated this. But this... When there's a negative energy around clubs, it, there's not a negative energy around Newcastle. They've got Callum Wilson back. They've got some Maximum back. They've got Almer on back. They're playing football. Uh, you know, Graham Johnson or Steve Bruce, one of them has got them playing and uh, they're picking up results. They're on 36 points, pretty safe now. Brighton still need a win, you know, they still need to hit a safety point. And the fact that they didn't do it against Sheffield United makes you think if there is going to be a club that could now go down, it's now no longer Newcastle that everyone's targeting. It's now Brighton that they're trying to get above. So we'll see. We'll see. Yes, it's the fact that Brighton can keep a clean sheet against the strong teams kind of makes them a bit more reliable. You would hope. Because but and Fulham has three good fixtures remaining. They've got Burnley, yeah. Southampton, Newcastle. Yeah. But also Chelsea and Man United. Though yeah. Man United is at the end of the season, game thirty seven. Yeah. It might not be interested in anything it might be a very easy going uh, fixture but I don't see them even getting those nine points that three wins out of Burnley Southampton Newcastle so no. I think it's impossible to catch I mean if West Brom had won this Villa game they could because of the, the whole momentum that they have because they're playing so so much better yeah, definitely. The last the past month, I would say. And they don't have the easiest run. They've got Wolves, which could not be considered a difficult fixture, to be honest. Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham and Leeds. So, again, I can't see them winning three out of those five to manage to catch up Brighton. I, I hope... Th- that it's not done. That's all I'm saying. It's I'm more not saying, not saying Brighton yeah. are going to be caught, but I'm saying that I don't want it to be a done deal. I, I would love to see Fulham or West Brom not get relegated this season. I don't think I'm going to be, you know, 
gifted with this this bit of joy in a season but I think it would be a great a great finish to a season I don't think Brighton deserve to go down because they've had some of the played some of the best football from anyone outside the top four in this season arguably um, West Ham fair um, but I think they've not picked up points where they needed to they've not scored goals where they needed to and they've not kept clean sheets where they needed to so they're in that position for a reason um, but yeah going on to West Ham Chelsea what about that red card? This this was a very, I would say, unfair use of of a dangerous play. Yeah, um, yeah. It it does seem like dangerous play, but I think it's completely unintentional. And I that that challenge happens five or six times a game. Do you know, like that clearing a ball, fast, big kick happens five or six times every single game. I watched it happen with the City and Spurs several times. I watched it happen in the arse. Like, it happens all the time. And I really don't think that Chilwell would be mad if that was not a red card. I mean, they, the Chelsea players were not expecting to be it to be a red card. It, it's no, not, not that they, they suddenly thought that he was he had made a, a dangerous tackle or something. Yeah. Chelsea was Chelsea was superior. They, they were way better. And their yeah. and the defense was very solid. They would cover for every gap that would be. Like, they were very very good, but at the same time, I have to say that it's so not fair for West Ham to play the most tough fixture of their season, the most important fixture of the season, with five players missing, five yeah. of their their main assets out. Yeah, it's very very bad timing yeah it's very harsh they've had an amazing season and i obviously their i think their their hopes of getting fourth spot is are almost eliminated but it has been very unlucky for them not having antonio not having cresswell rice not having rice i mean all those players that have brought them there and they were all missing. It's it's yeah. such a pity. Uh, Suchik had a very bad moment at the goal. He kind of watched the bat ball go past him. Yeah. I don't know who else it was? Was it Dawson? No, it wasn't Dawson. He had a red card. He didn't play. Was it Buena? Yeah. I think so. I mean, they just both of them saw the ball going through past them, just, and then Werner, yeah. who missed another ridiculous opportunity. He's struggling with form still. No one would have anticipated someone who had such pedigree coming into the league to be still struggling for form at the end of the season. But yeah, he's still he's still stay away. Definite stay away for me from an FPL point of view. Chelsea is gaining from this really um, the quality that they have and the bench yeah. quality. Because yeah. and Tuchel is really taking advantage of it in the best of ways. It's not helpful yeah. for us managers and FPL managers. Nope. But they, as we were saying at the beginning of the season, we want to see how they go because they have so many players that will be left out. So how can you rely on assets? But now, because they have the semi-final as well, and they're, yeah. they will be fighting for the, for the Champions League final... And yeah. also they have the FA Cup final. So they, they're still 
full of of targets. <laughs> We're a team that's had a pretty boring season. But still, they, they're in everything. They have the chance to get a Champions League, an FA Cup, uh, and top Finish four. third. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They're very close to Leicester. And yeah. Leicester has three terrible fixtures at the end of the season, so it's not... So does Chelsea. So does Chelsea, yes. Yeah, but still. But yeah, they Chelsea. they well deserved for them. And when yeah. you see all the players that are sitting on the bench and they can come up in any time, it's kind of... When you've got a squad full of players like they do, you can have a very average season and still finish fourth yeah. because they've just got so many good players. As soon as one player's not performing... You know, as soon as Timo Werner's not performing, they've got Tammy Abraham, they've got Olivier Giroud, and look, they've also got Kai Havertz is now also available as a centre forward. Z- when Spurs lose Kane, playing. yeah, of course, yeah, good point. Exactly, no there. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea has um, has good chance of of getting something out of the season. Exactly, they might lose the finals. I mean, or even the semi final, and still end up. Top four, and it has be, it could have been a, a kind of a successful season. Yeah. What about uh, we talked about the three weekend the the three Saturday fixtures? Uh, we've missed United. Okay. We've missed United, and... and we have to end up with the New Zealand hero and the, uh, a standing ovation, a standing ovation to Lefteris yeah. for uh, giving that as a. The only and... negative was that he didn't captain him. Yes. That's the only negative in Left Eris is his team like selection. But yeah, congratulations, Left Eris. Uh for calling the Kiwi monster and saying, watch on to him. And then for us sort of ever so slightly mocking him and saying, Are you sure you don't mean Greenwood? <laughs> and he, so in the WhatsApp chat, Left Eris said, uh Mark my words. Keep, yeah, keep your eye on on uh, wood on wood this week. And because I had just transferred Greenwood, I thought it was a, a innuendo on my pun, but yeah. apparently his was so much better. Yes, Chris Woods is uh, has the uh, hat trick. We haven't had many hat tricks this year. Wood is all the buzz. Remember this. Yes. And you mo- slightly mocked him, saying, "Are you sure you don't mean Greenwood or just Wood?" And <laughs> yeah, he said, "Just Wood, the real deal." So, the first goal is such a great goal for an attacker. Solid, I mean, solid goal. A number nine, a perfect number nine. He gets the ball. Yeah. He easily gets away from his defender. Goes yeah. to the side, shoots with power. Low. It's perfect. It's perfect. The yeah. other two were normal. I mean, the header. He's so good in, in the yeah. air. And exactly. the other was a touch in. Um, Brighton was Burnley was was impressive. Burnley they was were very really good. impressive. Well drilled. They knew what they were expecting. I did not expect Wolves to concede, you know, one with four at the back, with their back five, you know, playing in their comfortable formation. And that defence just absolutely crumbled. They were they were poor. They it has really happened poor. before against West Ham this year. So yeah. with Wolves, there's something like, if something goes wrong, they kind of, it's it's the end with Nuno do you know what I mean like he's done amazingly to get Wolves to where they are but is it too far for him is it it sort of feels like Eddie Howe with Bournemouth a couple of seasons ago where like playing really well really attractive football really really uh, like good stuff 
and had the chance to go to Arsenal or something, you know, those sorts of job offers, considered them, but like he had a project at Bournemouth. D you know, does Nuno now leave and go somewhere else? You know, Spurs might go knocking. For someone that's not having as good a season now, it's not looking like good managerial, a good managerial appointment anymore. So what no, happens? They, and they seem that after Jimenez... The, um, they don't have the player in in the pitch that can and because of Moutinho stepping mm -hmm. out actually they don't have this personality with the drive and they've got good players but no one is there Cody is the only one who seems to try to push them yeah but that's why you need someone in for uh, like a forward or someone ahead that yeah. can can help with that and they haven't got that they've got talented players. No. But they're missing this this person that person that will push and, and wake them up because they yeah. seem to be like in a in a flat in a like leading flat. a press, leading a counter attack. You know the person really leading those chances. And when Treore gets it and runs, people are scared. Correct, but like it, it very much seems like Treore is heads down. He's going to run at you and you can't defend against him very well. Like it's very difficult to defend that sort of player, but you know that he's not like going to bring someone in with a flash of brilliance, you know, with a beautiful pass or going to loft the ball in perfectly. If he does it by himself, he's going to do it entirely by himself. Whereas Jimenez would, you know, they play beautiful like Barcelona style football where they link it up and just thread it through. And without that sort of player, it's yeah, it's not the same team. That's missing, yes. Burnley attacking what we never thought of Burnley in in terms of uh, how they would score or anything because their defense yeah. has been fantastic through the years, but they were so effective and they they had chances. Vidra had that amazing finish, that really beautiful that was ruled out. He was offside. We have to. He was that. offside. Yes. When I saw that Burnley were two 0 up, I was like, great. Vidra is in it. Yeah, this is great. Then when they got the third goal. I was like, Wait, "Where, where is Vidra? Where is Vidra? Yeah, he's not that guy. He's not he that. Missed, he missed. He missed a great he? chance. Very big. He missed chance a good chance. Yes. he was offside. It was, yeah. They were hammering them. They were really hammering them. A weekend for me of always, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That was yeah. my theme of the weekend. What about the the tenth clean sheet for Meslier? He's the Indeed. youngest, the youngest goalkeeper to get ten clean sheets in the it season. It was a great idea for me to sell him uh, the wild card. And all one. the Leeds assets for me as well. Since I yeah. sold them, they've done brilliantly. They won City. Exactly. They drew Liverpool. They drew Man United. Yes. Who who would have thought? Uh, yeah, Meslier is a good keeper and. Leeds are one of the leakiest defenses in the league, but uh, we were. You did say, "Do you think something's changed in them in the last podcast?" And I was, I didn't think that they would get a nil-nil at Man United after the six-two. Um, but yeah, they they seem to have been well coached into a very defensive manner, so they weren't as open, which meant they weren't as free flowing and goal scoring. But also, it shows that there is another side to this Leeds team. They They're can... missing Rafinha so much in the whole yeah, creative. Massively. And Harrison looks to be trying to do everything, which is 
a bit too much for him. Yeah, he's been he is he's been remarkable this year. Uh, everyone in Leeds has been really good. We yeah. have to I, actually they're they're probably the team that despite some shocking results they've had, they're such a joy to watch. They're always fighting and despite they're they're mid table now, very yeah. secure, not fighting for anything. But they're the team that you will expect game week thirty eight. They will just go for it, whatever happens and that is great i you love to watch that kind of football do i admit that i was wrong when i said at the start of the season that they will come game drop. week 30 you know they're going to drop because some of their best results in the season has come in the last three weeks they had a small drop like they last did have a small month. drop they yeah. did have but they managed to to cover up and uh, they're back in track which is which is great because they they learn from their mistakes, apparently. They they learn. And there has been some rotation. Not for, for some of them, no. I mean, some of them no. have been playing uh, week in, week out. And that is yeah. astonishing. Ailing, Dallas, Bamford, uh, Harrison. Yeah. Phillips has been out of injuries, but whenever he's fit, he's in. So yeah. you had players that are, and they're, they're still missing players. Like Koch hasn't played so much. Klich yeah. hasn't played so much because of injuries. And all this season has been such a success for them. Uh, and they're they're one of the best teams to watch, even if they're, they're on the winning side or the losing side. Fantastic team to watch. And yeah, quite comfortably, you know, the best promoted team of the league, of the season so as it stands, and they're they're one of the best teams to watch in the league, and I really enjoy their football. Man United was not very interesting in this picture. Tactically, I think they got it a bit wrong. Do you know, I don't think they needed Greenwood, Rashford, and Daniel James. Mm. You know, Bruno missed a big chance. In fair, well, he missed a good chance. Uh, I don't know if it was qualified classified as a big chance but he missed a good chance uh but yeah i think all out pace wasn't necessarily the best i think they did need a cavani to be a bit more clinical but do you think that they'll be more focused on the europa league uh yes i don't think a team that's of united size and stature is going to really suffer in the league because of that but also they don't need to worry. They're not catching City, so they're not going to, you know, they do want to win their games, but... And I think that even the second second spot is kind of guaranteed. Even yeah. if Leicester wins, they're five points ahead. Yeah. It would need a lot of work for both of them, United to be losing and uh, Leicester to have a fantastic run for them to catch and exactly and get the second spot so i think that man united has all done it are done and dusted with with the league and their interest lies on on the europa the europa yeah. cup like the final uh, not even the final they've got the semi-final first right yeah yeah i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm rushing into yeah they play roma first and then if things Indeed. go well they have the final so th- I'm not sure that this might mean rotation. For some players, it might, but they're not the players that we're interested in the FP in FPL. Yeah. So I feel that Shaw, 
uh, Wampizaka, Maguire, those are the three defenders probably that people are thinking of. And yeah. then Bruno, uh, Rashford, and even Greenwood, I think, is kind of nailed on there. And he's, yeah. he's a late... Um, how do you call that as a when you get formed at the end of the season? He showed that last bloomer? year. Yes, I think he is. I think he yeah. is. And because he had a very bad start with the incident in the, in the England squad, yeah, definitely. I think that did affect him. He had other personal matters, if you remember, we were talking about. Yeah. So I think he's back and he's really gifted. This is the reason I'm. I'm trying to to say that justify. so that I justify my my pick of him this this week. Uh, it I, didn't I turn out that wrong. bad because Bruno had the same point, so it doesn't really make a big difference. For me, the thing is fixtures. Do you know what I mean? Like, I it, the mix of form and fixtures is is really important to get right, and. I try not to go with informed players when they're just informed. So, like, I didn't go with Lingard this week, which I could have gone with because I wasn't sure he could keep it up. And luckily this week I've been okay. Next week, who knows? I might not. He but had a really nice shot. That curve that was beautiful. It was. Very, was very nice. Absolutely out of my mouth. But you've got Newcastle... No, sorry, you've got Arsenal... who who have got the best next five fixtures with fixtures until the end of the season, sorry, with Newcastle, West Brom, Chelsea, Palace, Brighton. But one of those game weeks could be a blank. The best, the top five are Arsenal, Burnley, Spurs, Leeds, Southampton. So it could be a time now to start jumping back onto your Leeds assets. But Southampton are one of those that interests me because they've got Leicester now, Liverpool next game week. But that Liverpool game week could be a double game week with Crystal Palace. So Southampton, if you're looking at downgrading your Vardy to your Danny Ings, you know, they've got Southampton and Newcastle. That would be something be quite inter- that would definitely interest me. Um, so yeah, of five in the next five games, three teams, no, four teams, three teams have four teams four, have four, four. It's uh, Southampton have six Everton. fixtures. Southampton, Villa, Everton, Villa, and uh, Crystal Palace. Yes, Palace has the best run actually after the after a couple of fixtures. Now, uh, I think the first two are not that great, but um, they've got the double, which is a great double. Yep. Uh, let me just get the, the Southampton Sheffield. It's Southampton. Yes. So I don't know if you're interested in. Um, Zaha maybe that would be a a bold move but it would be justified if you're aiming for fixtures they've got for me in the free hits because they've got Arsenal they've got United no City Sheffield Southampton double Villa Arsenal Liverpool so you'd only really want them for 35 and 36 the double and maybe Aston Villa so I think they'd be perfect free hit territory but other than that, I, I would be tempted not to go anywhere near them. <laughs> I wouldn't go for the Southampton as well, though, for the same for the same reason, because they might have good fixtures, but they they're not convincing as a team. And True. the players that you would like to get, like a Ward Prowser or a Redmond or a Danny Ings, 
they're quite expensive and we've already i mean i could understand a move from ianacho to adams let's say if we see that adams starts playing again the two of them yeah. uh, and that would make sense because ianacho's last three fixtures are not that good so mm -hmm. he might want to jump off uh, you said about vardy to ings and i'm i'm thinking the cheap way if you if people okay. don't have vardy and they got ianacho they don't yep. want to keep yeah, yeah. the remaining of the season, for instance. Or if you free money and you upgrade Vidra to something like that, to Adams, that's an easy, that's a very easy way, uh, easy upgrade. You don't have to smash to, to really pay a lot to get rid of Vidra. But other than that, I'm not that interested in, in Southampton. The problem is Everton, because we don't... Do you consider any Everton players? They're very highly priced, aren't they? And they have got very decent fixtures for me. For for one of the best, you know, one of the top eight clubs in the league to have Villa, West Ham with a double with who is it? Villa. Villa again, yeah. So Villa, West Ham, Villa, <laughs> Sheffield, <laughs> Wolves, Wolves, and City. There, that's six. Of the best fixtures coming up for me, even though it ranks quite low in the in the um, ticker, West Ham and Villa as a double. You know what I like I, about it that the the fact that they're having three home games, the the yeah. Villa, Sheffield United, and Wolves, is yeah. great for a for a Rodriguez because we know exactly. that he's so good in home games. I I, I can't say why. There's no <laughs> explanation. Have you looked at the stats in, in terms of Everton and home games? Everton are, are awful at horrible. home. Horrible, yes. So, They've got West Ham and Villa away for the yeah, remainder of the be, season. They, they do interest me, but it's it's the right price. I think, personally, I'm going to look at Luca Dina uh, maybe for a Rudiger or something along those lines. because It's a huge yeah, price change, though. It's, it's more a, than 1 a million, million. 1.4. What's Dinia? Dinia, 6.1, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm going down from Vardy to <laughs> someone. <Yeah. laughs> we'll see We'll see how it goes. But the main thing for me is 36 blank is going to... It has the potential to really derail my season purely because uh, I have six or seven players from teams that blank in 30, 36. So I'm going to take a three... You know, I'm going to do three transfers and take a four-point hit. I might end up doing four transfers and taking an eight-point hit just so that I can get the doublers for uh, the game week 35. But we'll have to wait and see how exactly how that works. I haven't thought that through yet. I'm, I'm really... Uh, I don't know. I might be lazy. I'm not thinking ahead. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if uh, I'm not happy about it but i don't think i can be bothered because whatever my long-term plans have been so far there's always something that is ruining it so yeah. i want to just keep it as it goes for now uh, i'm not going to say what what's going to happen next week we will do that on the next pod so um yeah i've got a full week ahead of us so things might change but yeah but yeah the, we, we should the fixture should be announced the fixture should be announced by the end of the week we're expecting the fixtures for this double to be announced. Do you have one week. or two free transfers? 
Currently, I've got one. 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 Yeah, you used the two last week. You're not rolling. You yeah. didn't roll. Okay. So okay. this week... So in the same position. In, I'm considering getting a Leeds player in for this Brighton game. Uh, I... I'm not really thinking about anyone else. I, I, I've currently got Jota, Salah and Fernandez who play each other. And I'm not entirely happy with having a double Liverpool attack and Fernandez, who's also not really performing. So we'll see what's going on there. But I would not be surprised if I roll a transfer this week, but we'll see what happens on the Friday podcast. Good. So before we finish, shall we just... Um, talk about the points that we got this week. Go for it. And then we've got watchlist battles as well. Just very quickly, let me hit watchlist battles. Kabak got one, Pereira got 10, and Ketia got two, which puts me at 13. Dunk got two, Trossard got two, Dianya got four, uh, five, because he got the assist and not the goal, which is quite sad, really, uh, which left, left you at nine. So 13 over nine. Well which done, puts Rob. me in the lead for this week. Well done, uh, Rob. Are you counting uh, the total? Not at all. We'll, okay, I'll do good. that at the end. <laughs> good. Um, so, yeah, so far, my defence has been... Uh, Rudiger has saved the day yeah. with his eight points and bonus points. That has been great. Uh, Leno, mm. zero. Target, one, because uh -huh. of the two goals conceded. TAA, just two. Yeah, I'll take it. It's fine. I I wanted something out of it of this fixture, but yeah, I think he's gonna yeah. return in the following exactly. weeks. Castagna uh, still to play, so I don't think I'm gonna be that lucky again having an eleven pointer coming yeah. from him. But who knows? So my midfield has been just. I mean, the the only return apart from Rudiger has been my captain. Yeah. Which Rudiger is, and Salah are and my Salah, only that, two returners. That's it. Salah with his 18 points. Yeah. Fair. He could have hold. He could have returned big. Greenwood's yeah. just that clean sheet. Lingard two, Jota one, because he was subbed yeah. a couple of minutes before 16th minute. Yeah. Idra, just two. Again, he could have done better, which actually shows that the choices are not that bad because no. they did have good... Uh, even Lingard had a decent game. It wasn't like a, a bad game for him. Exactly. Target had a couple of assists that could have ended as a goal as well. So I'm relatively happy. It's just that this didn't work. Yeah. And I still got Iheanacho uh, playing. So Iheanacho and Castagna for me tonight. And, that and I've got Michael and Vardy. So... Uh... We're hoping for similar results, just different players to score the points, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Madison and... Uh, <laughs> exactly. And Evans. <laughs> God, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, I have only got Rudiger and Salah returning. The rest are two points across the board, apart from Jota, who got one, and Fernandez who got three. So, yeah, McGinn, two, Vidra, two, uh, Trent, two, Holding, two, Veltman, two. So, Yeah. So what's your total? Uh, 40. Yes, I got 37. Uh, I think net it's 37. It was for No, it can't be. So I think it's, it's 34. I, I did take a hit, yes. Okay. So it's uh it's 33, yeah. Net is 33. I had a, okay. I had a drop 4000 places. It's it's decent. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it will all depend. I believe Yanacho is going to blank today. 
I I'm hope that Castagne, that Castagne is going to get a clean sheet. That's the only thing that could possibly save this game week. But I really I don't see... expect like a, a week in, like every week of him returning. I think that's going to be a bit crazy. I want to see Vincenzo Guaita on the beach with a pina colada, <laughs> sunglasses on, parasol up. I don't want him to make a save. I want it to be five or six nil. Um, you know what? The result, I can't remember what the result was in the last game, but I know that... It was Inacho, that, don't you remember, the Inacho missed the penalty. Saves. Yes. Yeah. Guaita got I, the penalty save, Inacho missed the penalty. So I think it was a 2-1 victory for, for Crystal Palace. I'm about... I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure. Not sure. That would suit me down to the ground. A missed penalty by Inacho. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank miss you. Penalty Rob. by Inacho. That's sports um, sportsmanship. A goal for Vardy. Perfect. <laughs> right. You know what uh, I want? I want Vardy to assist Inacho uh, on the penalty, <laughs> and him missing, so you miss the assist as well. Yeah, that'd be painful. That'd be really painful. But still. Good. Make sure you guys all, all stay safe and we'll stay see you tuned, week. of course. So, see you next time. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Uso Radio.